Hey everyone, it's Anthony. Terribly sorry, there was a bit of an issue with my microphone this episode. My audio is not too t- uh, too bad, he said, and now you believe it. Anyway, uh, you don't need to hear everything perfectly to learn something. That's what teachers say. Thanks, sorry, bye. Anyway, call us Cookie Place. We're available. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, Concerned Citizen. Anthony Energy. No, Anthony No Energy. (laughs) Anthony Anthony Need Energy. Anthony Sleepy Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony Nap Now. Yeah, (laughs) Jeff the same. Uh, Energy is, we need it. We need energy. We need it. Uh, And... It turns you out you and me, or are we? Are we now moved on to the world. We've moved on to the world, but okay. also us. Sure. You know, think locally, work globally, or the other way around. Whatever yeah. it is. Uh, this is a story about energy consumption, production, and how we might address some of the world's needs. In uh, that haven't regard. we fixed that yet? We really have not. We really have Jeez. not. For all the, yeah, you know, this, Jeff, we talk about it so much. And for how much think, we talk about it, like, why haven't we done anything? Well, that's a good point. We do talk about it a lot. And I'm not and just talking about like, you and me, even though you and me do talk about it. Now, once again, I've moved on to the world. We've yeah. all talked about it quite a bit. Why don't, yeah. we, why don't we just fix it already? I feel like by talking about it, I'm doing something about it. Mm, have you tried? Yeah, I haven't tried tweeting. I bet that would help. too. Hashtag doing something about it. Hashtag doing Hashtag fixing the world. Hashtag this is all I do. Um, this was a story posted on our Discord by Dire Nair. Thank you, Dire Nair, for posting this uh, story. Discord, of course, exclusive to our patrons, but it's only cost you a buck a month yeah. to get access. You can see all the stories that we didn't pick there and lots of other cool stuff. Patreon.com slash we have. That's right. Uh, this is a story in Ars Technica written by John Timmer. This is a story about solar energy, but it's a facet of solar energy that I've never considered. This is not new, although there is a new study that is about which this this article was written, but I had never really realized that one of the frontiers for solar energy collection is putting solar panels on on water. Oh, I'm sorry. I I thought you were going to say bait. On babies, solar babies. Oh, that yeah, was a like, great movie. Like putting them, putting it on kids. Kids are always uh-huh. outside running around. They, they really are. Put a solar panel like- on a kid. Put a backpack on them with batteries in it, <laughs> and let them run around and just do whatever you know, whatever, so whatever junior, it is. Charge this, and they'll yeah. just go. Wah! They run around. Yeah, <laughs> Daddy, the backpack makes it hard to play. I don't know. We'll just be stronger. The backpack <laughs> makes you stronger. Make it easier for me to play my Steam Deck, though, when you charge this battery. <laughs> yeah, if you have a kid that has to be on, like, one of those leashes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And do parents still do that? Do they still put kids on leashes? I think it's frowned upon, but I, I'm all for it. Yeah, so that if you put your kid on a leash, you could make that leash a USB-C cable. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. and then you're powering your Steam Deck. Your kid is having a great time. Brilliant. They're You're, stupid because they're children. And so, but you've got the leash on them and everybody wins. This is what we mean when we say we talk about solutions and we expect them to just happen. Like yeah. we've, now we've solved that. Why hasn't somebody in the on. baby industry done this yet? Come on, baby industry. I'm tired of being held down by big baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't anyway. look that Don't look that up with safe search off. <laughs> never, never. Although fascinating website. Anyway, um, I, this is an idea that has been floated. <laughs> See what I did? Before, no, because putting, you haven't actually said the thing yet. Putting solar panels on water. Floating uh, now do your punchlines. Here's an idea that's been floated. Hey! <laughs> in fact, uh, it has been put into uh, effect in a very small scale. Um, but this is a story about a new study that some researchers have put together about implementing this on a global scale. Okay. So this makes sense to me. 
Yeah, well, it's going to make a lot more sense when I get two third, into the Two thirds of what is it? Two thirds of the Earth's surface is is water. We're not doing anything with that water except polluting and destroying it. Maybe yeah. we could just like put some solar cells floating on that water. That would, you know, that we'd we'd be generating energy, and in places where people are illegally dumping or poaching. It would be much harder to do because it's covered in solar cells. You can't dump or poach on my solar cells. No, there's no well, space for it. I mean, that's an interesting idea. But this is, uh, as they get into it, it's fascinating. They're not talking about putting it on oceans. Cowards. Very, very because <laughs> they're cowards. Right. It's very problematic to put it on oceans oh. because of tides, uh, because there's a, a lot of factors that make oceans very problematic uh, to do this. Also, I don't know, Jeff. I gave it five seconds of thought before I said it. That's true. So we so should what, probably consider so what your did idea they think equally. Of? What did they so, think of? The idea here is to put it on reservoirs. Reservoirs, man-made reservoirs. So the notion would be, the, the reason for that is, A, we can control it better. B, uh, closer to the things that we already use to harvest energy. A lot of reservoirs are next to hydroelectric plants. Sure. So- if you're going to put solar panels on top of a reservoir that's already tied into a hydroelectric plant, you can sort of kill two birds with one stone. You can have have the hydroelectric plant uh, ne- network, the uh, the grid there, harvest that that energy, and you could kind of you know make that a hybrid hybrid uh, electropower station. Oh, I like kind that. Of cool. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. So that this sounds is easy. Stu- that sounds easy peasy. Does, Why are right? we doing that? Well, it turns out that solar power, solar collection of solar energy has dropped in cost dramatically over the last couple of decades. Yeah. It's gotten really, really, really cheap. Um, unfortunately, this would drive costs back up, right? Because we've kind of figured out how to get solar energy from the land <laughs> by putting solar panels on the land. And we've gotten really, that, the cost of that has gotten really low. Sure. Comparatively. Okay. This would be a much more expensive solution, but the whole point of this study is to show if and why this could be beneficial to do, to, to have that upfront cost, to invest so, in that upfront cost. Okay. So it brings the cost up temporarily because we have to, just like we did, we have to figure out like, you know, 20 years ago, if you got solar on your house, when they first started pushing this. It was like, get solar on your house and we'll give you tax breaks. And everybody was like, we don't care. We can't afford it up front because it was like ridiculous. Right. It, it was like buying a house all over again, almost to put right. solar yes. on your house. Yeah. Now Tens it's of thousands. Yeah. yeah. Now it's, it's gotten much cheaper because solar panels have gotten better. And I guess also we've gotten better at putting solar panels on things. But yes. But to me, it's like, how much could the cost really be now that the solar panels, now that we can make solar panels so much more cheaply, so much more effectively, and we can make them on a much larger scale. All we do is put them on floaties, bud. What's the cost? You'd think, uh, I think figuring that out figuring out how they don't get damaged on floaties, how that is all going to work. Also, uh, this article points out that while it's not the case on, you know, residential homes, for example, it is the case that most of the large-scale land-based solar farms have solar panels that actually rotate in concert with the movement of the sun across the sky. So they maximize the time that the solar panel is soaking up that solar energy. You can't do that, or at least we haven't figured out how to do that, floating. Um, So it would be, there there are impediments to overcome here. Okay, okay. I would imagine, though, that you got a big reservoir, right? Yeah. You probably get more interrupt, more uninterrupted sunlight over that reservoir than you do over sort of land and residential areas just because there's not anything built around the reservoir. Right. So for most of the peak sun collection hours of the day, they're just out there. They're just soaking up sun. That's right. So and- what's the, I mean, this is just ex- like, as far as like, as far as I'm thinking of it, I don't know what the, I don't know. What does a solar cell cost? A dollar? What are they, what can they cost, Michael? <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't have that data. I don't know what they cost, but if you were going to get big solar cells or like a, a bunch of connected solar cells, like, does it really matter if they're not 
optimally connect, uh, collecting all day? Like, isn't, aren't we just winning by putting solar cells on the reservoir and just letting them collect what they collect? Well, yes. And it has a whole lot of other benefits as well. Um, Great, just do it then. Howard's, why well, are you writing about of, it? One of the benefits is the fact that, you know, these large solar farms use up land. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a lot of that left, you know? Listen, as you much mean, as I love like driving, one of my one of my favorite things to do as a California person, whenever I take like a road trip or anything, one of my favorite things to do is you can drive by the big solar, the big solar uh farms and the big wind farms. Yeah. And I like just like pulling over and like and and just being like feeling like I'm in a Ghibli movie at the big wind farm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can just pull yeah, off exactly. and it's just all of the, you know. All of the windmills just turning and you're just like, this is dope. But I do yeah. think about how much space it does take up. It's not it's not insignificant. You no, know? there's gotta, a reason gotta, why it feels impressive and Ghibli like. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it, it's a finite resource uh, land, obviously. That's and why Lex Luthor tries to get it. That's why it's why every supervillain is all about the land. Yeah. And also McDonald's, the largest landowner in the United States. McDonald's. Yeah, I found out about land banks recently. And I'm mad. You should be. Anyway, uh, so this would let them sort of, you know, double dip to use another water pun. Um, the the you are you have this reservoir of water. You're using it as a reservoir of water. We're already doing that. Yeah. You just put the the solar pan panels on top. We're not using up any square footage on the solar panels. Yeah. And then uh, one of the one of the things that the headline said that I noticed here is also like. We're essentially putting a big lid on the reservoir, which helps stop evaporation. Yes. So good news, bad news. Okay. okay. Bad news is putting a lid on the water uh, can wildly disrupt uh, marine life and water ecosystems. So that's the thing is I'm thinking, I'm thinking about reservoirs and certainly like the, the reservoir that I think of is, is the local reservoir here, the Silver Lake Reservoir. Everybody goes jogging around the Silver Lake Reservoir. It's in the middle of a park. It's very lovely. It's fenced off, you know, and that's where a lot of our drinking water comes from. But just because it's fenced off doesn't mean the aminals in the area are not taking advantage of that reservoir. Relying on it, needing it. Yes, there's all kinds of, of different, you know, fish life, uh, even animals that come and drink from the water. And then you've got all kinds of algae and other things that are Dude, imagine alive. you're a deer. <laughs> and you're in this forest and all of a sudden you're in this park and you're just like, well, the last place I lived, it was great. But then they tore it down and they built one of those human things there. So I had to yeah. move. And then I was here in the park and it was great. And then it sucked for a while because they tore, they tore a bunch of the park down and I thought I was going to have to move again. But then they put in this beautiful lake. And so now everything's life's just so much easier. Guess what? I show up to the lake yesterday. Litted it. The motherfuckers covered it up. They litted it. They litted my my favorite lake. They straight up put a lock on the lake. <laughs> first Where am the I garbage cans. To live? Now this. <laughs> yeah. First they put a lock on their garbage can. Then they tell me I can't eat their tomatoes because it's in their garden, which is not even a word. Garden. <laughs> How dare they? Then they build me like they're they are punking us. Seriously. That's what they're doing. They build us a nice lake. They're like, come on out. Come to the lake. Enjoy. Yeah. Next day you show up. They're like, sorry. You got to pay for this lake. That's what they do. They tease you with deliciousness and then they lid it. I would be so pissed if I was in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, man, I'm just thinking about it right now for the first time, really thinking about it. I'd be so pissed if I was in here. Like in almost any situation, anywhere you put deer, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could prance. That's a, that's a prance to where the fucking CVS that they just built where I live. Mm, yeah. Prance right into the hunting ground. Get shot by a fucking boy scout. <laughs> Some grade schooler that's trying to impress their dad. <laughs> wearing a, I, my, wearing my, a backpack full of batteries. My understanding is my understanding is that ninety percent of deer deaths are the direct re result of impressing your dad. Of, oh, <laughs> please! Even and listen, that's not just children. 
If you think a lot of the people that are shooting deer as adults aren't still trying to impress their dad, <laughs> I would say look up psychiatry. See what that's all about. You might. It might surprise you. Oh man. Uh, so so this this study that I've been trying to get to here. This this. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I, am I holding okay. you up? It's fascinating. These. Uh, these I'll go these get scientists. a glass of water. You can talk about your study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> try to get it from the reservoir. It's lidded. Um, the uh, this is the first time that it, people have done studies about you know floating uh, solar panels before. This is the first time that anyone has done it on a global scale. Uh, no one has looked at, you know, people have looked at a specific country like, oh, would it work for the US or would it work for somewhere else? This is a g- global scale comparing different countries to one another. They used... What? USA. 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 We USA. win. Well, it is interesting that they determined that the, the country that would benefit the most from this is the US. But... um you sorry. but uh so the the way they went about doing this is they used an up-to-date model of uh, photovoltaic performance in different environmental conditions which was developed by the u.s department of energy's sandia national lab they got data on temperatures solar irradiation wind speed over two decades from two different earth observing satellite systems this is serious serious study anthony wow they did a little sim earth on it sim earth Fascinating. Okay. So here's what they came up with. The lidding problem that we just identified for the deer and, you know, environment in general, their proposal to take that into account is that we put solar panels on 30% of the surface area of any given reservoir. Yeah. I mean, listen, I didn't need to run a study. I could have told you that. The answer is don't cover the whole thing, dummy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank God You're they right. had thank God they had two Earth simulation labs working the whole time to be like, hey, the problem if we cover this all up is like, what is the, what does the animals do? And it's Everything like dies. Well then I would say don't cover it all up, Bob. <laughs> this is the this is the uh Cut some holes in that box theory. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would say cover only. I would say cover just a bit of it, Bob. I don't know why you're in my office. Well, we we put the bird in the Tupperware. Yeah, uh, it 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 uh, it died. Oh, it died. did you did you try putting a little breathing hole in the Tupperware for the bird? Well, the lid of the Tupperware covers the entire Tupperware. Sure, but we could cut a little. You know what? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Let's put 100,000 birds in Tupperware and then start running simulation models and see what the answer is. Good idea. Good idea. That's why you're the boss, Carl. Thanks. Just don't cover all the water, dummies. So they, they, they did this study based on what they call a 30-30 limit. So a maximum of 30% of a surface or 30 square kilometers, whichever is lower. Okay? Okay. So if we do that globally, Solar panels floating on 30% of the reservoir water mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. We could produce about 9,400 terawatt hours. That's a lot year. of hours. It's a lot of hours. Now, to put that in perspective, the amount of electricity used by humans on Earth every year is 22,800 terawatt hours. So that's about 40% of all the energy we use on Earth every year could be from reservoir floating solar. Okay, well, then here's what I'm going to say, Jeff. I would say they should stop worrying about whether it's as efficient as the land ones and whether they're going to turn the panels or on any of that shit. It sounds like this is good to go right now. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point of this study is like, ladies and gentlemen, this is a solution. This is a very, very good solution. They get granular with it as well. So they go down country by country. Now, obviously, countries like Canada, Nordic countries that don't get as much sunlight, mm. much uh, exposure to, have to buy solar. their sunlight from us, the USA. <laughs> Home right. of Lex Luthor. That's right. Uh, this is a this is a pyramid scheme, is what they've uh, <laughs> a pyramid scheme floating on water, which is always what you want. Hey, here's the thing about the Nordic countries, though. 
They don't care. They've got geothermal. They're laughing at us. That's true. The Nordic countries are laughing at us right now in their beautiful homes with their free, clean energy and their breathable air. Well, I'm I'm sitting on a podcast sniffling like a (laughs) four-year-old. That's true. So they said that the biggest winner for floating solar would be the United States. It has the potential for 1,900 terawatt hours uh, under the 3030 limitation. And that's approaching half of what we use. We use 3,900 terawatt hours a year in the United States. So it's just under half of our total electricity consumption. Total. So that's like half on floating solar, the other half nuclear, you know, all carbon burning stuff, you know, all this normal things. We could account for almost half. And crazy. How many days do you think it'll be until Exxon disappears? The Department of Energy's Sandia National Lab. <laughs> How many days do you think it is before Exxon Mobil, BP Golf, yeah. this, this Slimy Bird Incorporated <laughs> shows up and is just yeah. like you, somebody? Somebody's like Carl and Bob like show up to the Sandia National Lab. And they go to they go to scan their badges on Thursday, and it's just like eh, 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 eh. this is now yeah. the Exxon Mobil Museum of Cool Tigers. <laughs> yeah, you're now studying uh, why cigarettes are good for your health. It, what? Why? Why? What? You're an oil. You're an oil company. Because fuck you is why. Because <laughs> not only do we want you to be studying things that are not helpful, we want you to look like fools. <laughs> we want to what you did to us as much as possible. We want you to look like fools. We yeah. don't need any studies on oil. We already buy the government, idiots. We don't need any science. Yeah. Smoke no. cigarettes and die about it. We could just shut you down, but that would be too easy. No, we want you on our payroll, smoking cigarettes, Carl. Right. Carl. Six packs a day, start, go. Uh, so United States, about half. Now, now in order for the rest of the top 10 countries that they uh, estimate floating solar would be good for, China, Brazil, India, Canada, Russia, Mexico, Australia, Turkey, South Africa. Wow. It, it, only three of those right now, Brazil, China, and India, have any floating solar at all. Hmm. The United States makes right now about five gigawatt hours from floating solar, which is a drop in the bucket. That's like barely four DeLoreans of power. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, you could, you could and, travel in time four times. That's it. And let me tell you something. Something that I've learned from those movies, traveling in time four times is just enough to cause trouble. It is. Four times is, is one movie extra. You don't even need that much. <laughs> Well, they go back and forth like three times in the second one. Well, that's true. Four that's times true. get you caught as a cowboy. They got, got Mr. Fission. Yeah, you get him. stuck as a cowboy if you go four times. Five true. times is the one. And you know what you need? You know what you need what? to get out of there to, to fix the problem, Jeff? Trains, public transportation. They, that's, that's the real lesson of those that's, movies. That's the lesson of Back to the Future is we need soul, <laughs> is we need to compost. <laughs> We need right. compost and we need public transport. Yeah. And stop calling people chicken. So how much, so this is, so this would, I mean, look, we're not, we're, we're clearly not generating enough solar power right now. I'm hearing that. Yeah. This would help us generate a lot more. Right now, you know, we're being very America about it. And if you want solar energy, you have to put up the money yourself and you're personally responsible for it. Cause that's, that's, we like to preach personal responsibility here and, and make the world worse via preaching it. But how much water are we also safe with this, right? Because the whole thing is the lids. That's, that's the thing that's even cooler, I think. Cooler because uh, it's, uh, it's stopping the evaporation. Yeah, yeah. Is that good. The, litting, even litting just 30% of a reservoir not only stops the direct evaporation from the sun, it also cools the rest of the reservoir. So you compound the effects of saving water. So you're actually saving you're, you're reducing the waste of all the water just sitting in those reservoirs. It's, and that's significantly larger than the 30% coverage would suggest. They say the evaporation drops by about 45%. And they said globally, 
the lower evaporation adds up to about 100 cubic kilometers of water a year, which is enough to meet the needs of 300 million people. Stop. Stop. Do you know what this would do here in California alone? Uh, It just seems like, why are we not doing this? In California every year, and this is one of the things that, that a lot of terrible media outlets try to do, try to, try to bring up, say that California is a terrible place is every year because of the temperatures and the weather and all the stuff in California, we go through a drought. We go through a drought and it's like, Hey, don't water your lawns. Uh, try to limit the amount of water that you're using. And from the outside, everybody looks at it and they go, Oh my God, California is like Mad Max. Like we're not like Mad Max. We just live in a in a dried up, arid climate more than, more so than you do. This we would help out Mad a Max lot. Movies. We make Mad Max. We gave you the idea of Mad Max. <laughs> That's right. Actually, Australia did that, and we bought it from them. USA, USA. <laughs> we stole that from them. USA, USA. But yeah, this would this would change a lot going forward. It's a it's a massive massive improvement on what is already a pretty uh useful technology it's like hey we already have we figured out how to make solar how to harvest solar energy just put it on the reservoirs put it on the water a small percentage they even do a a, a breakdown of if we only did it on 10 percent of the surface area of reservoirs it would still be a massive massive win it would I allow mean, production of 4,300 terawatt hours per year that's so that's quarter. the thing that's like crazy it's like we are, you know, when you're talking about the, like, we're, we're doing things in, in gigawatts right now. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're clearly operating at, like, the lowest level. We are at a position right now in human history where changing anything, even a tiny bit for the better, is, like, a 300% change for the better. Like, we don't need to do much. <laughs> yeah. You know what right? I mean? We don't need to do much. Like, like. Ten houses in your neighborhood. To do much. That's that's the most important point. We don't we don't need to do much, and we're not gonna do much. I don't wanna. We're not. There's no. There's no way we're doing much. But that's the thing. Is like, I remember when houses started. uh, People started buying solar for their houses, and it was like, oh, we're actually giving money back to the grid. We're producing more energy than we use, which means we're more, and it's so funny because like the proof is out there. That means that for one home to have solar panels, they produce more power than they use on the grid. That means it doesn't matter what it means on a large scale. It means on a small scale, what they're doing is more efficient than a nuclear power plant. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You can, and, and the thing is like, Proponents of, of nuclear power or coal-based power or, or gasoline or any of this stuff will try to be like, but look at how much the output overall of this, of this power station is or this, or this power plant is versus what we could do with, this, you know, with miles and miles and miles. And it's like, well, shut up because this, this family can do it on their roof. And so I don't yeah. care about like a lot of this other stuff. The moment like 10 people in your neighborhood get solar, all of a sudden your neighborhood is like making more power than it uses. Yeah. Which is wild. And it's something that we're like, we're not talking about a lot and we don't care about a lot for whatever reason. And it's like, Hey, worldwide, that would be great. But like if LA did 30% of the reservoir that I was just talking about, (laughs) like that would be the entire, the entire, you know, Silver Lake area that that reservoir, you know, the reservoir like yeah. doesn't just serve Silver Lake. The Silver Lake reservoir serves a lot of East L.A. I would have to imagine all of a sudden there would be way more water and way more free, clean electricity for all of East L.A., which, by the yeah. way, Los Angeles, for people that are outside that don't know, Los Angeles is thought of as a city. Los Angeles is a county. Yeah. Los Angeles is as big as most counties. Yeah. It's huge. So like when I say East LA, that's multiple cities worth of water and electricity. Yes. Hundreds of thousands of people. And it, 
it, it just seems like it's stacking wins here. It's a win. Yeah. It's a win. It's a win. You, you, we save water. We, 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 uh, generate all this power. We don't have to use up land. All these benefits. The one downside. Yeah. Why are we not front, doing it? Right cost. Now. Higher upfront cost. It's money. How it's much money? money? Well, they don't go into the specifics about the differences, but it's just enough oh, more gauche? expensive. Because it's gauche to talk about it. They don't want to well, talk about money or politics in front of us. It's just, it's just enough more expensive that nobody is doing this. As, as I mentioned, um, it's, it, they won't even clear five gigawatts of installed capacity before 2027. So nobody even has plans on the books to start floating, floating their solar panels. But it feels like this kind of a study, this kind of data, this, it's like benefit, benefit, benefit. It just yeah. takes somebody to go, well, we'll put in the R&D to figure out how to make it super cheap and super easy to put these on water. And then once we've done, once we figured that out in the way that we've figured out how to put them on land cheaply, yeah, then it'll be simple and then the whole world will benefit. Do you think they just played Sim Earth and then after two years when someone came into their office, they were like, oh shit, I was supposed to do the solar study. <laughs> and they're like, well, I'll just write down a bunch of stuff that's common sense. <laughs> and, say, and say that we did it. Comes right on the heels of their, of their previous study. If you put a person in a room with no walls, they slowly go insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a study on the removal of ladders from public pools <laughs> and how it increased the death rates. Carl, did you, just, did you just spend the last three weeks playing Sims 4? No. It has too many micropayments. I was playing Sims 3. Fair, that's where the fair. that's where the series peaked. <laughs> anyway, we got to lie to the government before Exxon Mobil gets here. <laughs> I like to way, think that when Exxon Mobil comes in, like the leader of Exxon Mobil does have two tigers on chains. Yeah. He's walking them like hyenas, you know, like like Harley Quinn does with hyenas. Right. I I want to think that like the Exxon Mobil for like the longest time was just like look at this cool tiger and all of their advertising. And it was just like, aren't you killing tigers? <laughs> aren't you killing everything? And they were yeah. just like, look at this, look at the powerful, clean energy of this tiger running through the forest. So I like to think that like the leader of Exxon Mobil, who I imagine is Richter Exxon. <laughs> Richter Exxon and his right-hand man, uh, Stanley Mobil, yeah. come in. And they just have like he Richter has like two fucking giant Bengal tigers yeah. on chains, and he brings them to like government meetings with the Department of Energy and stuff. And he's like, and they walk in, and they're all and he's like, oh, does this intimidate you? I'm so sorry, I did not mean. Trust me, my 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 tigers, petroleum, and power <laughs> are simply. Here to to calm my thoughts. They are as as they are as, as harmless as I am. Department of Energy, don't worry. Well, yeah, you you say that, but they took a a, a bite out of uh, Laura from accounting. A simple bite. She just looks so sweet, Laura. You look like the sweetest little thing. Don't worry. They just think they just love you. Is all. I it's if so I was weird. not a, if I was not a sweet man, would I have not given Laura a tourniquet? I'm here. Yeah, yeah. You did give Laura the tourniquet. We're just here uh, you, to speak. You, you charged to her talk. for it, though. You, you charged her for it, and wow. it, it just seems. I'm. I. I am. I'm a small businessman. <laughs> small? Very small. I only have two tigers. Don't worry. Well, Don't Stanley worry, Mobile's Laura. In the back. Stanley Mobile's in the back, going. If you have a problem with it, just call someone using my phone. That's right. I made the mobile phone. <laughs> Stanley Mobile. <laughs> Doesn't Ryan Reynolds own like most of Stanley Mobile? Uh, well, I think he just sold it. Didn't he just get a big, huge payday? So he sold oh. it. Didn't he sell Mint to, uh, he just sold it to, uh, to AT&T or, or Sprint or somebody. And fuck that guy. Making that sucks. Cash money. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, look, it's a good business decision. I just fucking hate that. I just fucking hate right. that it, on, a, 
on a, on a long enough timeline, everybody just sells their company to like the larger company. I just fucking hate yeah. that. It's a bummer. Unless anyway, you're the person selling. By or, the way, we have concerns. Joe Rogan, if you're listening. <laughs> Joe Rogan, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> but also, Joe Rogan, if you're looking to buy a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell to the larger, the larger fish. Uh, anyway, I think this is, you know, I think this is actionable. This is the hard data. They've got, they've, they're, they're being realistic about it. It's not pie in the sky. It's not like, oh, well, you know, there's a million things to figure out, but we, you know, if, if it all worked out, no, this is very realistic. It feels very actionable and nobody's doing it. I wish they got into, I wish they got into the cost. I wish yeah. that in this study, they would get into the cost, the upfront costs versus long-term gain. And not just that, because because this is the reason people didn't want to buy, didn't want to buy solar for their homes in the beginning. And now everybody's like, if if people are buying a home or uh, or building a home right now, one of the first things that people factor in is how much is it going to cost to update this home to solar. Like it's it's become a it's become a thing so much so that they're that they I think they've taken away the government the tax breaks for it, right? Or they're taking them away. Yeah, I think it's state by state at this point, but yeah, yeah, some of them have gone away. Yeah. Because it's just like, because unfortunately, this is the way the personal responsibility thing runs is like, hey, if you're willing to be the early adopter, we'll give you a tax credit for this. And it's like, oh, cool. I'll keep doing it because it's a good, it's good for me and I get the tax credit. And they're like, no, no, no. Everybody knows that it's cool now. You've caught on. So yeah. we're getting, we're getting rid of the tax credit. So, right. But I would like to see, because I don't know what it's been like for for you on your house. I know you had solar on your last place. Do you have solar on this place too? No, we we don't. Okay. I want to. I really want to. But so no, we I don't. know you had solar on your last place and you were like, it will be like, I'm looking at the money and I'm looking at what's going on and it'll be 10 years. But after that 10 yeah. years, I'm literally getting free electricity. That's right. Yeah. Um, And so it's kind of like, for a, for I understand why for a single for a family for a, for a person living a single lifetime, ten years is like well it's, it takes ten whole years yeah uh, so I don't know what I want to do for a city for a government for a country for something that is you know hundreds that is, that is hey this this is we've got to think about what's the city's going to be like fifty years from now a hundred years from now two hundred years from now that's how you run yeah. and plan a city. How is this upfront cost not worth it? And and I think there there has to be something about the expense that they're not. I mean, look, their job, their study was proving that this is doable. Somebody yeah. else, and somebody else out there has to prove that it's too expensive. And I don't think they want to prove in their study that it's too expensive. I think they right. want to say, well, there's some costs. And, right? and and they're trying to point out that a lot of those costs will be offset by the other benefits you get. Right? If if you're a if you're a, a municipality or a government looking at this, you go, well, hey, it's going to cost us extra to put the solar panels on the reservoir, but we get extra water. We get, you know, like th these other things that aren't directly related to the electricity are oh, still- Oh, but my tigers benefits. are not thirsty. They only, <laughs> they're only hungry for meat. They drink very little water. I myself drink very little water. My pee is brown. Are you going to tell me that's bad? Um, it's personal responsibility, clean water. It's our well, duty to provide oil to keep the world moving. All the all the water that you get anywhere near is brown as well, sir. But uh... you just have to let it settle. <laughs> See, over the ten minutes we've been talking, the the particulate in the glass has lowered. In another ten just, minutes, just at the top. Yeah, in another ten minutes, the entire the entire glass of water will be clean. And in another fifteen minutes, I know that your children will be leaving school, and I know what school they're leaving. We are just talking about time. <laughs> that explains why little Johnny was telling me about those tigers that he keeps seeing on the way home. <laughs> I just think that like, regardless of, this is, I mean, I hate to, I hate to harp on this because listen, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, of either party, but I will say there was a big part of, of sort of 
the Green New Deal. And there was a big part of sort of the, um, the infrastructure thing that uh, the Obama administration wanted to do, which was, hey, we can create jobs by taking a lot of people that are in these jobs that are going to be outmoded and bringing them into clean energy jobs and retraining. And I think one of the biggest things that people are going to argue, and this is one of the biggest arguments that we get in this country, and I hate it, is if, you, if we're getting 30 to 40% of our energy from this passive thing, what happens to the people right. who, who work the traditional energy jobs? Sure, we're saving money in one case and we're saving the environment a bit, but who cares if we're putting so many people out of work? That's the thing that, that's the thing that the, this country always goes to. How many people are we going to put out of work? Yeah. I mean, listen, the answer, if corporations have their way on an infinite timeline, is like literally everyone. All the people. All the people. We'll all be yeah. working for pennies and we'll be working a million hours a week and it'll be horrible and the air will be dirty and the water will be brown. Fire all the people, hire all the tigers. That's the ExxonMobil way. That's the ExxonMobil way. So, I mean, my thing, I think that's the big argument that they are going to come up against with this plan. It's like, yeah. it's a plan that makes a lot of sense. But what do we do? What do we do about the jobs? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I'm no expert there, but I feel like the, you know, there, there's a lot of new, that's what always the explanation is. There's new jobs in these other sectors of, you know, figuring out how to do the water right. stuff. What, what I like most if about If you're working, this, let me tell you something. If you're working in a coal mine right now. Yeah. Working on, working on a line building solar cells, that's a much better job, bud. Yeah. That's a much better job. If you're working on a, uh, in a coal mine right now, thank you for downloading the podcast. Uh, We appreciate it. We appreciate it. And because you, you had to down, you can't stream it down there. No, we have to, we have to be one of your subscribed podcasts (laughs) that you wake up, you put on your hat with the light. You decide, you know, that's a lot of commitment to say, I'm only going to have these podcasts because I can't. During the day, just download some new ones. And know? let me tell you something. I've declared podcast bankruptcy. I, I subscribe to so many podcasts and I only listen to three. Yeah. And then I have to, and then once every three weeks, I have to delete all the episodes of the ones that I haven't listened to. So if you're really listening to this podcast down in a coal mine, number one, breathe as little as possible. And number two, <laughs> thank you for downloading the podcast. Thank you. Uh, yeah, what I love, what I love most about this notion is that you know th- there's a lot of uh, energy solutions or, or or climate change solutions that feel a little sci-fi, feel a little you know like we'll just shoot mirrors into the atmosphere and reflect all the ozone, you know, the but wall of giant what, fans that we talked about that were like going to blow cold air back to the Arctic. Like, right. This this is something that is literally being done right now, just on a small scale, and all they're saying is. Bigger scale for right. something that we already know how to do. We're doing you know? the thing and it works. Let's just keep doing the working thing. Right. And I love and, that. And, I love finding a solution that we know is doable. It's just going to take a little investment to get it to scale, you know? Yeah. So. I do want to say before people, before anybody thinks that I don't believe that clean energy will create those jobs, it, it absolutely will. I'm just, I'm bringing up the straw man argument that everybody always up. That's all. I I think this. And if is, you if you are a straw man, if you are a straw man, thank you thank for downloading you, the podcast. Thank you for downloading the podcast because I know, know how difficult it is for straw men. I know that it's to, tough because yeah. as an effigy, you are not able to do much <laughs> right. other than burn. My understanding too is you don't have brains, and that's what you need. That's true. My understanding is also that the magic was inside you all along. <laughs> These yeah. are my understandings. Now, I, 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 yeah, this seems like a no-brainer. I, I hope that, you know, even if the National Department of Energy, even if the government, the, the national government doesn't take this to heart and, and start passing policy, which we know the national government is not great at passing uh, environmental yeah. policy, um, I hope that at least on a state level, a municipality level, certain certain states and certain certain cities will look at this and be like, well, this makes a lot of sense for us. Yeah. The, it, part of the analysis here was they said that they estimate about 150 cities with populations over a million people 
that could meet their electricity demand entirely through solar on nearby reservoirs. And only 30%. Can you entirely. imagine? 150 cities of over a million people. It's just like, come on, let's get this done. Let's just do it. I, can I tell you, I actually, so I go down my weird hyper-focused rabbit hole stuff. I, I get ideas in my head. And then my brain, my brain says, what a silly idea. Let's spend the entire day on it. <laughs> and one of the things that I looked at was like, I live in a place where I get a lot of sun. I've got a bit of an overhang over my, over my balcony. I've got like, you know, I was like, I rent, but I was like, what's the cost of just like buying a solar, pa- solar ba- uh, panel or buying solar panels, connecting them to a battery and an inverter? And how much of my daily life in my apartment could I power off of this? Right. Right. Like, what, what could I, what could I power? Could I like, could I run like my, my TV all day? Could I run like my lights? Yeah. Like, like, what could I do? Um, and I'll tell you that it was, this was a couple of years back. And at the time that I looked at it, I was like, this is, this is, I'm doing a, this is how you got to the child backpack idea, right? Yeah, because then I was like, well... Slippery slope to kids with backpacks. Well, it's like the carcinization theory of evolution where everything wants to be a crab. If you look at... If you look at really clean energy and efficient energy, eventually, it is just children with batteries and backpacks. (laughs) You just... It's, yeah. Optimally it's running God, on treadmills in the sun. It's Godwin's law of energy is what that is. That's just, what it is. All roads lead to kids with batteries on them. That's all. That's <laughs> all. That's the best way to do it. But I'll tell you what, if anybody has, if anybody has any ideas of how to do that as somebody that rents <laughs> in a way that doesn't make me, that doesn't make me look from the outside like an insane person <laughs> and cost me $5,000 to start. Yeah. Hit me up in the Discord. Let me know what's up. That's I'd like awesome. to what did, what did it cost when you put solar on your old house? I think the up the upfront was 20k or something somewhere somewhere around there. Okay. Um so it was not cheap, but um But then your power bill instantly became free, but you were making payments on the solar. That's right. And it also increased the value of our house when we sold it. I know it was a big uh, big plus for the buyers that eventually bought our house. So you should sell that to also, you know, increase the value of your house too. Yeah. Um, so, so when was your monthly solar pa- panel payment about the same as a power bill or more? I want to say it was slightly more, um, but I can't remember exactly. I think, I mean, that, that fluctuates right um, um, over the year. Cause there's times when you're using more energy, you know, in the winter to heat the house and stuff. But um uh, I can't remember exactly how it worked out, but I remember thinking that it was uh, effectively a one-to-one shift. Like, I, like after ten years, I was going to get pure benefit, but up until then, it was I wasn't going to really see much benefit. But the benefit I, that I got, as I said, was right. It you know increased the home value when we went to sell it. So yeah. well, we didn't stay there the ten years we thought we were. We didn't. But I think I still got, I think it was still very much worth it. Yeah. And the other cool thing, Anthony, the other cool thing I got to say was I'm one of those guys, I'm the total dad. I'm the guy who's like, turn the lights off. You leave the room, turn the lights off. Don't turn the, the, the air conditioning down. We're fine. You know, all that like stressing about keeping the electricity bill low. Yeah. And it was, when I had solar, I didn't care. Leave the lights on. I don't care. We're fine. Is that... You think that that's an epigenetic switch that gets flipped the moment you become a dad? <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. I think it's it's because I don't think you're biology. that guy. But I, but I, but you absolutely like I. I believe that you became that guy. I became that guy. Yeah, I think that's yeah. so hilarious. That's such a dad thing. <laughs> I'm back to being that guy now because we don't have solar panels anymore. And I'm like, why did you leave the light on? There's no need to. Nobody's in that room. Add light, Jeff. What can it cost? Adds up. It adds that's, up. That's the, that's the dad mantra. That's it the adds dad. Up. <laughs> it adds up. And then we don't get to go to Disneyland. You know what I told my son literally yesterday? I don't last know, but night? I, I don't know, but I bet you feel ridiculous for it. I said, I said, son, do you understand that it's cold in the refrigerator and it's warm in the house? 
and that when you leave the refrigerator doors open, the warm air of the house makes the refrigerator work harder. You can't just stand there with the doors open to the refrigerator. And then I walked away going, I am, I am my father. That's the lamest thing I've ever heard, Jeff. You, yeah. you suck. <laughs> how long was your kid how long was your kid in front of the fridge 30 seconds longer than necessary is the point anthony you longer suck than necessary <laughs> do you do the thing where do you do the thing where you tell me like hey before you walk to the fridge have an idea of what you're yes. getting out of the fridge you don't just stand there and think with the doors open come on kids I think that's the thesis statement of our show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, uh, thank you for listening to the show. If you're in a coal mine, if you're a straw man, if you're, I don't know, I guess if you're anything else, but those, that's sort of the demographic we're going for. Yeah. Those are our target demos. Coal miners and straw men. Uh, it's not that you're less important to us. It's just that we, that's the hit demo right now for podcasts (laughs) and we're really trying to get to it, but you could be important. Anthony, by the way, I saw a coal miner and the straw man at Coachella one year and they were fantastic. They're amazing. They're amazing. Listen, you could be important to us. How? Yes. Well, it's easy. Become a patron. Become a patron at patreon.com slash we have concerns. Then your importance level shoots right up. Yeah. Also, people will think you're cooler. That is that is science. That's, that's just science. That's, we're a science, we're an award-winning science podcast, so we know. Yeah. You have uh, to believe us. Basically, for a buck a month, uh, you get access to the Discord, which is the place where we uh, everybody's hanging out. We're all yep. talking. Are we talking about you? You won't know unless you give us a dollar and find out. Uh, for three dollars a month, you get uh, you get the cold opens. We uh, we just gave you an example of one of those on last week's episode. It's basically an entire uh, an entire second show that yeah. you get. Uh, cool. And then for five bucks, you get you get video and fancy odd and fancy extra uh, Q and A's with us every month and all, all kinds of. Just go look at Patreon.com. Check it out. Don't listen to us. Look, get leave the coal mine. Get on the internet. Go to Patreon.com/slash We Have Concerns. Put out the fire you're on. <laughs> Clean out your your black lung. And <laughs> well, I was talking more about the straw, but that's. That's also true. You should put out the fire that you're on if you're if you work in a coal mine. Because those things, they burn for a long time. They really do. 